everyone. Welcome, welcome wherever you're listening from around the world. And today with myself in conversation with Lisa Burke, I'm very happy to have a banking representative. We're continuing our housing mini-series here on RTL Today and it's Sandrine de Verst who is joining me. Sandrine has been at ING from 1996. In 2013, she was appointed head of private banking and since September 2020, Sandrine has led retail and private banking in ING in Luxembourg. Welcome, Sandrine. Hi, Lisa. Thank you. Well, now, with your expertise and your your long banking perspective, we're going to dig into housing and see it from the bank's point of view. So first question to you, what does a bank look for when lending money? Well, at first, a bank is there to help a client buying property. So it's, of course, a very big uh, process for a client and uh, the banks are there to help. But the banks are also there to check whether the loan will be repaid. So this is really important for the bank, of course. And so the banks are doing a credit analysis to check on this. And the main criteria the bank is looking for, in fact, three very big criteria. So it's, and I will dig into it, uh, to each of them. So the first one is the financial margin of the household. The second one is what we call the loan to value. And the third one is a bit to have a look at the project in itself. So the first one is really to look at um, all the incomes of a household, but also all the expenses and look what remains at the end. So it's the disposable income. Income. So we are listing together with the clients all the incomes that they have. So it might be from a salary because they are employee of a company, how long they have been there, so they, their stability within that company, but also family allowances, for example, or other income, like if they have renting from other property. And then on the other hand, we are looking at the expenses, general household expenses, gas, electricity, food, uh, everything. Kids, uh, well, we know that they <laughs> can expensive. be really expensive. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, but also if there is a loan for a car and things like that. So we make the difference between it and what remains is the disposable income. And why are we looking into this? It's because we don't want that uh, the loan repayment um, is too big into, into this disposable income. So especially from ING's perspective, we don't want it to be more than one third to 40% of this disposable income. So this is one really important criteria we look into it. Yeah. And just thinking about how a person might put together that information, because it's a lot of information and it might be worthwhile to tell our listeners who are in this position right now to put together what they might need before they go to the yes. bank or to start thinking about how to organise their finances and their spreadsheets or their information to make it easier for them before they suddenly feel overwhelmed when they have to give it to you. So what do you recommend in terms of, I think I suppose it's the, it's rather easy to keep on a spreadsheet or something, what one's income is or income generated from whatever sources. But it's the outgoings that can be a little bit harder to keep track of. So what do you suggest to them there? So, um, of course, it depends from bank to bank and each one has a bit uh, their own flavour, I would say. But uh, what is important is to have some salary slips or covering several months. Also, what um, what you have on monthly um, spendings that you also can get from, from the bank, also on several months. I think these are really the important stuff that the bank would like to have at the first sight. Sure, sure. And to keep that uh, that disposable income at at least 60% per 
per month. That's what you're aiming for. Yes, exactly. Which is also, of course, good for the client. Of course, of course. We want to avoid uh, to have over-indebted clients. We want to protect our clients. That's that's one of the most important things, of course. Yes. And what the, the clients can also use is to look at uh, some credit simulation tools and you have them online, of course. You can also talk to your financial advisor or broker who might also help you because it's really frustrating if you're getting refused uh, for a loan. So it's, it's really so frustrating if you have your dream home and And then suddenly, oh, no, you don't have this loan. So I think it's really important to know a bit beforehand what your financial capacity is and what type of project you might uh, to search for. And so I think these uh, credit simulation tools are really, really helpful. Yeah. And you've touched on a point there, which I think is also important, which is whether to go to the bank first to realize that simulation, what could be offered in terms of a mortgage loan or to find the house first. But you did a very interesting survey before COVID where one of the points of that survey was that 75% fear taking up too much debt, Mm -hmm. which is really in alignment with what you're saying. You're trying to help your clients not take on too much debt. Mm -hmm. And so you're looking at the full picture, the credit analysis and other loan costs. And of course, for everybody, it's a case-by-case basis. Also on that survey, just uh, looking at some of the the more interesting facts to me, uh, it said Luxembourg residents who spend more than a year house hunting. In the city centre, it's 34%, the suburbs, 39%, the north of Luxembourg, 44%, southwest, 29%, southeast, 33%. I just found it very interesting that roughly a third of Luxembourg residents spend more than a year house hunting. And yet... Within 24 hours, 30 to 40% of houses are sold. Within one day, almost 40% of houses sold. And within a week, it's 30 to 46%. So your survey has basically said that, you know, a third of people spend more than a a year, more than a year looking for a house. And then within a day to a week, 80% are sold. So uh, it's really a frustrating market. Now, thinking about another part of a bank's responsibility, borrowing and saving. There are two aspects of, of helping your clients. So before we get to the stage of looking for a mortgage, how would you advise somebody to start saving towards that? Well, I would say it's pretty easy. Um, You have to set aside a little bit of money at the end of each month. I think that's the easiest thing to do. And there are some tools or products that uh, that banks have also to help you with this. So, So you have some savings plans and things like that. But very easily you can put every month the same amount aside to your savings account. And so you can build up steadily um, some savings uh, next uh, uh, f- f- in case uh, you, you see something which interests you very much in terms of buying so that um, you have this saving. Because the other criteria to which we are looking at is what is called the loan to value. So it's the amount of loan that you are asking versus the purchase price. And of course, if you can put already some of your own money into your project, it will be an advantage from the bank's perspective. So it is important to have the saving already a little bit aside and build it from as soon as you can. Yes, absolutely. Uh, a deposit there to have a little yeah. base there from which to grow. And of course, that becomes much more important mm-hmm. due to the new regulations mm-hmm. if you're going to become mm-hmm. a buy-to-let investor. Mm-hmm. Thinking about Older people who might want to invest in perhaps even their first home here in Luxembourg, 
when it comes to how long a person can have a mortgage, what do you look into there? Do you take into consideration pension or their health or what are your considerations as one gets older? So in general, the, the rule that we have is that we try to avoid that the loan when it ends, um, that the person has is 75 or older. So in general, that's a general rule. Of course, there can be some exceptions to that. So we don't look at uh, the general health or that's, that is something which is uh, completely personal. The bank doesn't look uh, into this. Um, but the length of the, the mortgage loan will be probably shorter than it can be at for younger people, younger couples. So we know that mortgage loans can be very lengthy. It can be 20, 25 years, sometimes even 30. So for older people, it's important to look at this and uh, to look at how they can repay it with their pensions, for example, it can, of course, be a revenue stream for them, but they have to be cautious and we have to do the same exercise, of course. Mm -hmm. Because some institutions here are guaranteed a very safe pension, for example. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine yeah. that that could be almost parity with a, with a good salary. And so uh, another question then, what industries would you look at as a bank as the most secure and what are the hardest to lend to? Who might be the hardest to lend to? And I'm thinking here of independent workers, freelancers. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe there is a specific industry in terms of mortgage loans, which uh, is uh, which we are looking at maybe from another eye. We, not really. We look more from the stability of employment. Uh, so if someone is already a long time with the company um, and then for self-employed people, instead of looking really at the salary and asking for salary slips, we will look more at the financial health of the business and the track record of the business. So there are some documents might be a bit different. We might ask for the balances of the company, have a certain track record on this, and we will look into this. But again, like you said previously, it's a case-by-case -case basis and everyone is different. Yeah, absolutely. And so just from your perspective, can you give us any case studies of, of examples where it's been difficult for a person to get a mortgage? I think where it is the, the, the most difficult is when um, the, the amount, the purchase price goes beyond the disposable income and where it starts to be really difficult uh, to see how they will continue to live. Because we know that Luxembourg people try to combine a bit of everything. They want to have hobbies. They want to have their kids in, uh, have their own hobbies. They want to go out and travel. And they want to also have their own house because 82% prefer to own than to rent. So combining all these might be sometimes a bit tricky. And I think that they're probably where we see the most cases being refused. So we have to make choices. We have sometimes hobbies are home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's always there's always a sacrifice somewhere <laughs> along the way. Um, and, and then in your experience as well, of course, we've all seen that the house prices have uh, grown astronomically. Yes. And when it comes to mortgages in Luxembourg, historically, I think there's always been uh, more fixed rate mortgages, which seem a very safe bet. But I believe ING were one of the first banks to introduce variable rate mortgages. 
I think it was more variable rates, which were uh, something which was very common in Luxembourg versus other countries. And then we started with fixed rate offerings. Ah, I got it the yeah. wrong way around. It's, Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, most of the banks also offer a combination of both. So you have a fixed rate for a certain amount of time and Every period, it might be every three years, every five years, every 10 years, you reset the interest rate. So there are different combinations and you, you can combine these rates according to what you would like, what you're believing the interest rates will go to, because this is really an important point as well. We are in an incredible low interest rate environment. It's true that fixed rates are perhaps if you think that yeah. interest rates These are the might ones to go for. upwards, yeah. then it's maybe better to lock uh, the interest rates now so that you know the payments in advance that you will have to, to do um, for the next 20, 25 years. Yeah, of course, variable rates make sense when the interest rate is much higher. Um, yeah, of course, that, that, uh, that type of uh, mortgage environment is very common in, in other countries to have that yes. choice. Yes. From your perspective, I mean, now I suppose it's not even worth the conversation because the interest rates are so low. Fixed rate is the way to go. Well, it still depends. Uh, you think I mean, they could go lower? Ago, we thought that uh, the rates couldn't go lower and we have seen a negative rate environment as well. So it's, yeah. Yeah, it's difficult to predict, but indeed the rates are really, really low for the moment. So... That they would go much lower, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Does ING or other banks, do they lend money towards mortgages for a purchase beyond Luxembourg's borders? That can be, of course, um, and it depends from bank to bank, from case to case. Um, it depends also... For ING, for example, we are a larger group. So indeed, if um, a Belgium customer wants to buy a property in Belgium, we would rather refer them to Belgium and to ING Belgium. So it depends a bit from bank to bank. But of course, this can be done. And uh, sometimes also for, for, for clients having wanting to buy a secondary residence, it's also possible to go a bit further than just cross-border. Um, however, then some guarantees can might be different. So you can do this against the portfolio if you don't want to put your mortgage, your house into a mortgage and so forth. So there are different possibilities. Mm -hmm. And finally, just to wrap up, what is your advice to anybody who is thinking about buying a house now in the market that we have right now with low interest rates, but extremely high house prices and apartment prices? That's a tough question. <laughs> and I have to say that uh, personally, I bought a house not so long ago. So indeed, if you have uh, the capacity to do so, I think if it's your dream house, if it's your dream project, if it's your dream home and you have the capacity and I would say, why not? Personally, there are two things which are driving a housing market, the interest rates, which we have just been talking upon interest rates are low. That's also a reason why house prices are really high. And then the other thing, it's supply and demand. And we have seen uh, here in Luxembourg that supply is under the demand. There is much more demand. As long as that is sustained, I'm not sure that housing prices will decrease dramatically. So if it's your dream home, why not and, uh, take your chance? 
of course, together with help with a financial advisor, broker, and with the tools that you might have in order to be sure that you will be very protected and that you protect your family from any inconvenience that might occur during life. And make sure you do all of that financial assessment before you go and make your decision within 24 hours to a week. Exactly. <laughs> Sandrine, thank you so much for your time with us today. Thank you, Lisa. It was a pleasure. Thank you.